spiritual slang like God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. Or won't he do it? Because <laughs> you know he really will. Hey. Hello. Welcome back to Spiritual Slang. I don't know why I'm doing this dance with it. So today we have a solo episode. It's just going to be me and my couch for another couch convo. Um, and it's gonna be really casual, like these conversations usually are. And I just wanna talk about something that I feel like I mentioned on almost every episode of mine. But before we get into that, um, for those that are new, I just wanna remind everyone what spiritual slang is. So spiritual slang is my podcast. I'm the host Chanel. Um, and I created this podcast as a way to help people that look like me, not on the outside, but on the inside. And what I mean by that is basically help people who have gone through similar things that I've gone through or experienced similar things that I've experienced or are currently like going through that. Because everything I talk about in this podcast, it's like something that I've been through or am currently going through. And God has like worked on me and just shown me um, the way out as a way for me to then talk about it and kind of just be a light in darkness, which is like what I say this podcast is. It's the light at the end of so many dark tunnels. And this podcast is definitely a light at the end of many dark tunnels for me. Um, so yeah, that's what spiritual slang is. So if you're new, welcome. If you're not new, welcome back. Today's conversation is gonna, it's not gonna really be on therapy, but I do want to talk about it a bit because um, I mention it in every podcast. And what I'm going to talk about later after that is basically like the things that I've learned in therapy, like a few of the things, um, just because I know it can be helpful. And when I started therapy, I was like, wow, I would write notes after every session. And I'd be like, I need to share this with people because I'm getting like healed real time and like real understanding into myself and like insights into like why I think a certain way or speak a certain way or have got like linking so many things and I was like this people need to hear this so therapy first and foremost it was one of those things that for so long I didn't like um think I really needed it I knew that I had like my issues of course like everyone does but I always was just like I just need God and that's it like I don't really need to go to therapy like it's gonna be me and God working it out and then for a few years, it was that like I was able to God was convicting me of things or he was showing me things about myself or like breaking things off of me or undoing things in me. And um, and I was getting like so much healing and I was getting so like growing so much and becoming like who God had said that I was always meant to be. But at the end, actually not at the end, I think last year, I forgot what, which month, but last year, I remember feeling like God was saying to me, like, you've done you've gone so far by yourself already with just you and I like for your next level of growth and your next level of healing like you need to be in therapy and I was like oh like I don't really want to pay for therapy but also I mean I know there's ways like you can do therapy without paying and stuff but I also didn't want to go through the process of looking for a therapist because I, I remember so many people would say it's like dating it's like testing out so many different like therapist to see like which ones you vibe with or which ones feel right and you feel safe with and all those things and I was just like I don't want to go through that process you know but I kept feeling like I was like you need to get in therapy you need to get in therapy and then there was moments um I was having that I was struggling with where I was like God would be like yeah that's why you need to go in therapy so that you can talk about those things and kind of put like 
words to the thoughts you're having or words to the struggles you're having. So that's when I started therapy and why I started therapy. And thankfully, I had a friend who recommended my therapist to me um, and it ended up working out. And yeah, so I started, like I said, because I could only go so far by myself in God. And now, now it was time to incorporate someone else. And once I did that, it was like mind blowing. Like to this day, I mean, of course, to this day, but like still there, like I learned so much in therapy that I'm everything that I do that I feel like is um, overthinking or when I'm getting in bad mindsets or anything like that, like I've already, I've trained myself to kind of like dissect that and analyze every thought and analyze, not like every thought, like I'm just like, I want food. What does that mean? But like anything that I feel like is affecting me negatively, um, I'm, I've learned to analyze it and kind of put words to it and communicate it. And that's also what I learned in therapy is like how to communicate. Cause one thing about therapy is like you, unless you're willing to talk, like nothing's going to happen. Because your therapist isn't going to talk about anything. So it's like you'll just be on a call or in person or whatever, silent. And so therapy really taught me how to communicate my feelings, which then helped me communicate my feelings in like relationships and friendships. Um, and and yeah, so like above like just like the mental health growth and and personal growth that helped me to communicate. Um, so yeah, that is like my whole background with therapy. But I want to kind of talk about just things, a few things that I learned that I was like, I need to share this. Um, and I just pulled a few things because maybe I'll do another episode where I talk about some more things that I've learned. Uh, but the first thing, it's not always about me. And that was something that like it, it was so it helped me in so many different formats and ways but it also was tracking back to like my history and like how I grew up and and things like that. And it's such a like a simple phrase, but it means so much. And it's so deep because like I don't think I realized that I thought everything was about me because I it's not something you say out loud or you're like, I feel like everything's about me or whatever. But it's more of like a subconscious feeling. And so kind of just to break that down, I think because I didn't grow up like with my dad or in my life or anything like that, like. I subconsciously subconsciously felt like it was about me, the reason that like my dad wasn't in my life. So I thought like it was because I wasn't enough or like I did something wrong or it had to do with me. And it's like I said, it's subconscious. So it wasn't something that I was like actively thinking about or actively talking about like, why wasn't I enough or anything like that? But it's when you're a child and you grow up your whole life without like a, someone that's supposed to be like such a figure and like pivotal part of your life or important part of your life. It's like something that gets ingrained in you, you know, that you're not enough or something was wrong with you for someone that's supposed to be in your life to not be have been in your life. So, yeah. And so I like so when I was in therapy, like I had the like revelation where it was like, it's not always about you. And it's like your dad not being in your life wasn't about you. Like, it's not about how worthy you are, how valuable you are, like how enough you are or like anything like that. It had like, how can it even and then it also had to be like kind of broken down where it's like, how could it have been about me if I was an infant or how could it have been about me if I was like literally in my mom's stomach? I couldn't have even done anything for that to be the reality. And so it was about him, really. And that was like something that like broke so many like chains off of me and realizations where it was like, okay, that helped me with like my insecurity of not feeling enough. That helped me with my like, insecurity of not feeling worthy no matter what I did. Um, because 
those like little thoughts and um, like feelings and stuff translate in so many different areas of your life. And so it started there, but in relationships, I felt like I wasn't enough. And even if they showed me that I was, I still felt it because it traced back to that like broken little girl or like that, that little part in me that never had her dad, you know? Um, or if I didn't get, like if I, if a friendship didn't work out or if someone didn't want to be my friend or something, it wasn't about me. Like it doesn't have to be about me. Like it's not about like whether or not I'm worthy enough to be their friend or like I'm valuable enough or whatever. It's not about me. Um, if I didn't get the job, like I remember one time I interviewed for interviewed for a job and I didn't get it. And a part of me felt like it was like kind of about me. And of course you internalize it. You're like, what could I have done better? Or like, what don't I have? Or like, why can I get it? Like, I know I can do it. And then later I was blessed with an even better job. And so that like realization is not always about me. Like takes the, takes the um, focus off of you, takes the like internalization of like you not feeling worthy or valuable enough off of you because sometimes it's about the other person, but and then sometimes it's just God, right? It's God's protection. It's God um, bringing something better to you. Like if you don't get one thing, like he has something better for you. Um, and and it's sometimes it's not part of like your path. And that doesn't mean that like, yeah, like I said, that doesn't mean like we're not enough or anything, but that just means like there's something, it's not for us. And it doesn't make you like any less of a person or any less worthy of anything. Like, you not having something in your life that you really wanted doesn't make you any less worthy um, or any less of a person. Like not everything is for everyone. Not every person is for everyone. Not every job is for everyone. Not every opportunity is for everyone. And what is yours will be yours. And um, that's something like I kind of had to like train myself to think because obviously in anything, like when you want something and it doesn't work out, you're left like thinking like, why, why not me in a sense? Um, but like, I had to keep reminding myself, like, it's just not meant for you. You know, like it's, it's not about you. It has nothing to do with you. Like you're still good. You're still worthy. You're still called. You're still chosen. You're still, you're still loved. You're still anointed. Like it doesn't have to be about you. It's just not for you. Another like really big thing that I learned, and I was actually shocked when I found out I was doing this because it's one of those things where you're like, there's no way, like, how could I be doing that? Um, but your therapist will definitely call it out <laughs> and call you out. And it's just funny because like my therapist, he would say it in the most like straight on direct way, like stern way. And I'm a giggly person. So I and I'm like smiley. So like when he would say things to me, I would just be like, <laughs> or like I would kind of like laugh and he'd be like, why are you laughing? And it's just like, cause I get uncomfortable or like in, in uncomfortable situations, I laugh and I just laugh all the time. So, but another thing I learned about myself in therapy, which I feel like can help other people is like, I was validating poor self-esteem and I didn't even realize that I was like, that I had, uh, I knew I was insecure and I knew I felt like I wasn't enough, but I don't think I ever associated it with like poor self-esteem, but that's essentially what that is. Um, and then the fact that he said that I was validating it, I was like, oh yeah, I could see that. Um, and it was like a, it was a reality check for me because I definitely was doing that. And 
to kind of break that down. So I used to be in like cycles, like toxic cycles, like of in my relationships. So I had like toxic relationships. relationships or like I had cycles that like repeated itself themselves in multiple relationships and so when they were like and so when a relationship looks the same um but different people you realize that there's a cycle going on right um and so one of the things that I would do in like these these relationships and what the cycle was was essentially like I would get in these relationships and then um I would push them away or like try to push them away just to see like if they would come back and fight for me. And if they came back and fought for me, then that would validate like, oh, they their feelings for me. So I'd be like, oh, they really do care about me. So I can be with them. Um, But that is just validating poor self-esteem. So instead of like believing, like because I had poor self-esteem and was like also related to my dad and like with relationships and stuff like that, because I had that, I was like always going into relationships feeling like I wasn't enough or like they were going to leave me. And then that was like, they were going to like eventually leave me regardless of what, whatever, you know? And I could never like fully see a future with people because I would, I would kind of like psych myself out and be like, oh, I don't know if it'll actually last until that long, or I don't know if it'll actually make it that far. Um, And I used to have these like thoughts come up in my head and I wouldn't do anything about them. I would just like let them sit there. Um, And so that like fear of someone leaving me or abandoning me was poor self-esteem, right? Like I felt like I wasn't worthy to be for someone to stay with me or enough for someone to stay with me. And so then I started to self-sabotage and I started to be like, okay, well, if I push them away and they come back and fight for me, then I know that they really like care for me. Um, and then they would do that and they would come back and I'd be like, oh, it feels good. Like I felt validated. Right. But my therapist was like, you're validating poor self-esteem. And I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and so, and then I would do that in every relationship and I would do it like a couple a couple like times and stuff and I'm not proud to say that now like when I look back I'm like oh I was so hurt and I was like so broken um I probably seemed kind of crazy but I was just hurt you know and I was broken and I was insecure and I was like I had poor self-esteem and so even though I was getting into relationships like I didn't know how to be in them and I didn't know how to accept them or accept the love that they were offering because essentially it was all rooted back to the fact that like the original man in my life walked away and so it was like I kind of saw like every person that I was in in a relationship with I kind of put them in the in that person's shoes and not where I like thought they were my dad or anything but more so in the sense of okay well here's a man who claims they love me But the original man who was supposed to love me walked away. So if I am in this relationship with this man who claims they love me and I push them away and they come back, then I'll really know that they really liked me, that they really care for me. Um, And that cycle repeated, as I said, in like so many different relationships with different people, but just they all look the same. And it was because every time I would just kind of point to them and be like, well, they just gave up or or whatever. I know I pushed them away, so I don't really care, but I wasn't ever getting to the root of it. And I think even in when I got into new relationships, I think I was kind of like hopeful that it, it would turn out differently or it was like, okay, it's a different person. It's a new season. It's a, you know, like 
whatever, like it's not going to look the same. But every time it would resort back to the same thing, because that's the thing about cycles. Like if you don't get to the root of them or face them and like realize that you might be the common denominator or you might be the one that's causing the cycle, then it'll repeat itself in every situation you get in and every relationship you get in. Like if the cycle is in work or whatever, it'll repeat itself in every job that you get as well, because it's, it's a cycle. Like it's, it's a cycle that you started. It's a cycle that you're doing. And if you don't do the work to like figure that out, even if it is your fault and it's not, it's uncomfortable to like be like, oh, I'm causing all this trouble or whatever. Like it's just going to repeat itself. It'll never get, it will never go away. And so then when I got into therapy and I was kind of like expressing, like I was talking, I was talking to him about relationships and how they looked and everything like that. He was like, yeah, you're validating poor self-esteem. And I was like, you're right. And so um, that helped me too, because like also in just er other areas of my life, instead of allowing myself to feel like insecure or not enough or just have poor self-esteem and be like, well, da 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 da. Like if they, if they like show up in this way, then I'll feel better. It's like, no, you know, you're enough regardless of how they show up or like don't even base like how you feel or how you see yourself on the validation of others. doesn't matter who they are, like a job, a friend, a, a relationship, anything like that, because that is just validating poor self-esteem. Whereas if you just, even if they don't say anything to you, even if the friend doesn't call you when they said that they're going to call you, like still being able to be like, okay, it's fine. Like, you're still good. You're fine. You don't have to. And I feel like that's such a small example, but like when you have poor self-esteem and you're questioning your worth in every friendship relationship, like even small things like that, like do something to your mind. Like if I said, if a friend told me that they were going to call me and they didn't end up and I saw them maybe doing something else um, with someone else, I'd be like, oh, I'm forgotten or I'm abandoned because it goes back to that poor self-esteem. But then it's like, if they did call me it's like oh it's fine da, 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 you know but I also think why like not validating poor self-esteem is so important because it's not something that we should just be okay with living with like it's not something that we should be okay with having like that is not how God intends us to live right he doesn't intend us to live like insecure he doesn't intend us to live not enough like feeling like you're not worthy or not enough um and sometimes when we've felt a certain way for so long it just has become it just becomes natural to your being and you're just like well this is how i'll always be i'll always feel like this i'll always live like this i'll always have these like insecure thoughts i'll always show up in relationships like this um but the reality is it's like you don't have to if you actually do the self-work um and you actually are like i'm tired of feeling this way you don't, you won't always be like that. Like you won't always live like that. And that goes back to like the reason why I even started therapy is because like I knew I could only grow further if I went into therapy and I was tired of feeling like my thoughts were controlling me. I was tired of feeling like my thoughts were overwhelming me. I was tired of showing up in relationships and having the same type of cycles. Um, and I was like, I need to speak these out in order to move on from them. I need someone else who has no association with me, who doesn't know me to tell me how it is and essentially check me because it's like I needed to, like if you just are on your own and you're like praying to God and of course God is like working through some things with you, but like there are therapists in the world for a reason, right? God anoints them to be able to help us. And so, um, 
and the, and yeah, and they just call you out and I needed to be called out on many things. Um, and so, yeah, like that's why I think it's like so important not to validate like your insecurities, not to validate the thoughts of unworthiness because, um, yeah, they, you shouldn't be thinking like that. And it's like, obviously I don't want to say that like, well, I think like that or whatever. Cause it's like, I, I know, but also it's like, you don't have to live like that is what I'm trying to say. Um, and if you continue to validate it, then you'll just live with it. Like it's a part of you and it doesn't have to be. And so one of the ways I kind of like moved on from that or like was able to, or like a couple of the ways that like I've, I was able to kind of like help myself get over that was by just like recognizing my habits, recognizing when I was doing it. Um, and yeah, recognizing my ways. And when I would recognize them, like kind of calling myself out on them, because obviously you're not going to have a therapist always with you to be able to be like, I'm doing this or whatever, but to, to know what my habits and then recognize them when I got into relationships or recognize them when I got into certain spaces or whatever. Um, so that I could then kind of just be like, okay, this is what I'm doing. It feels like I'm falling back into the same rabbit hole of thinking or, or feeling and, or I'm getting scared. So I'm feeling like I want to self-sabotage. And so recognizing that and then like kind of like writing it out, like journaling or, just sometimes I'll just like pray to God. I'm like, God, I need you to get me out of this headspace. Like I need you to, I need you to help because I'm like sinking. Um, or just like giving yourself time without like actually doing, um, cause I feel like a lot of things just to kind of like explain it. So I feel like a lot of things kind of like start in your head or start in a feeling and then they result in an action. Right. And so instead of jumping to the action of, okay, now I'm feeling like insecure. Now I'm feeling kind of scared. So I kind of want to self-sabotage this relationship I'm in. Um, and so instead of doing, and so now I'm going to be like pushing them away and now I'm going to like put it into action. But instead of doing that, like taking the time to kind of process what you're going through, recognize it and just give yourself a moment um, because it'll pass. So sometimes I can be really reactive instead of thinking on it. And the moment I feel something, I'm like, okay, I need to do something about it. Like, I just, I just need to, I just need to do it. I just need to like get it out. Um, and then every time I do that in the past, I've always regretted it. Cause I'm like, oh, I don't actually feel like that. Or I don't, didn't want to actually do that. But because my own insecurities got the best of me and my own, like, yeah, my own insecurities got the best of me. Like I just reacted. Um, and even though it's hard now, cause sometimes I still can like react a little bit. The main thing I try to tell myself every time it happens is like, just wait, just wait, like give it a day, give it a few hours, take a nap. <laughs> Like, just chill for a second, like calm yourself down, like talk yourself. I try to talk myself off the ledge um, instead of just like jumping for it, because I know every time that I take the time to just like process it or just be alone or just to chill or allow God to come into the space, allow God to speak to me, then I then I make more sound decisions and I make healthier decisions instead of just like reacting. Um, so that's one of the ways that I've like improved in moments like that. Um, but I'm still learning, like when you've done things for so long and you have the deep rooted insecurity of like abandonment or just feeling not enough, like there are moments where they're going to get triggered. Even at your like most wholest version, you can still get triggered even at your healthiest version than you've ever been in your life. Like it can still get triggered 
if you get in certain situations, if you get in certain relationships, and that doesn't mean like this, the job is bad or the person is bad or anything like that. But it's like that, like, um, there's a specific phrase I'm looking for, but it's like, but yeah, that just like way of thinking pops up again whenever you get in moments. So, so yeah, like that's one way that I've kind of like learned to, to get better at that and like have grown. Another thing I've done to kind of like help me in moments where I feel like I want to validate my poor self-esteem and I want to seek validation from someone or something is I've spoken out about it. And so like in relationships, I've been vocal about how I feel or like what's going on in my head more so, so that it gives context to like the other person about like what I'm going through and like what the possibilities are from here if I don't like kind of get my mind right, essentially. Um, and also it keeps you accountable, right? Like if you speak out about what you're going through or even to a friend, if you're feeling like you're trying to seek validation from something or you're feeling like I want this, but then I'm, I'm pushing it away or like, or whatever, like I feel like I just need validation because I'm feeling like insecure or whatever. Like whenever you put words to your thoughts, you kind of are able to like align them better and like kind of have clearer vision and like a clearer mind of like what's true and what's false. And so anytime I tell a friend, like not only do they like keep it real with me, obviously, but also I'm just like, oh wait, that kind of sounds a little crazy. And now I'm able to be like, okay, like let me just, let me collect myself and get everything back together. So just communicating is one thing. And then the other thing, which what I talked about was noticing your habits and calling yourself out on them um, and allowing yourself the time or the processing that you need to do. The last thing I'll say I learned from therapy, um, not the last thing I learned in therapy, the last thing I learned for today's episode is about my relationship with like productivity and being unproductive versus productive. productive. Um, and I feel like I am always have always been someone that like strive for success and I'm very ambitious and I'm very like I want the next thing and like I want to push myself and I want to grow and I want to get this and get this um, to the point where there was a point in my life where I felt like if I wasn't operating at like a high go, go, go level, then I was down on myself. And I remember I was like talking to my therapist about one day. I was kind of just like, it was like a slow day for me. Like I was, I was working from home um, and I was doing what I needed to do, but like I wasn't overachieving necessarily. And I felt completely down on myself. And I was like, well, I didn't get enough work done for today or I didn't go above and beyond, but it's like, I did everything I needed to. And I was still doing, meeting my deadlines and things like that. But I was just so used to operating at such a high level that the moment I wasn't, it was almost like I don't even deserve to work from home or like I don't even deserve to like have this job. Like imposter syndrome tried kind of started to creep up and it was like, now I'm a fraud and all these things, like all these crazy thoughts were popping in my head just because I wasn't overproductive. Like I wasn't operating at such a high level. And my therapist basically told me that I need to find a middle ground of a pace that like brings me peace. And what he meant by middle ground is because I feel like I've operated at such extremes my entire life where it was like I was either completely resting, taking a rest day, like not doing anything 
or like overachieving, go, go, go. But there was like no middle ground in between that. Um, And I felt like that even kind of relates to how I would feel like in my feelings sometimes or like in my emotions where I would feel either um, super, super happy or super, super down. Like there was no like balance. There was no middle ground. And so I've always operated at extremes. But basically when I had that like unproductive day or what I was kind of classifying as unproductive and like having all those thoughts flourish where it's like, now I don't deserve these things. Now, you know, it's going to get taken away from me because I don't deserve it. And it's not like anyone was even watching me or anything like that. And I wasn't doing anything bad. Um, It was like, I need to find a middle ground that like kind of brings me peace and like where I can work at a pace that is not going to like burn me out but also I'm still able to get things that I'm getting done and just like moving, flowing, flowing in my own flow, basically. Um, and, and so, yeah, so that was like something I learned through therapy that like my productivity levels or how I viewed productivity and like what was good versus what was bad. And every day is different. I feel like that's one of the things I had to realize too, is that my middle ground isn't always going to look the same every day. And so, one of like the key things that I do now is like I check in with myself. And so if it's like if I feel like I didn't get enough sleep last night or um, I don't know, it was a late night or something like that. And so today I feel kind of sluggish. I feel kind of tired. Like I allow myself that day. And it's like even if I'm going to work, I'm still doing my work, but I don't need to go above and beyond and like feel like I need to overachieve and do the most. Like as long as I get done what I need to get done, then that's a good day. Um, and then there's some days where I wake up where I'm like, dang, I could do a whole lot today. Like I could do work. I could do the podcast. I could do grocery shopping and cleaning and that's okay too. Um, but also, also realizing that like, even if you have plans for like tomorrow and then the ne- and you wake up that day and it doesn't feel right, like you just feel t- tired or kind of slow, or it's like one of your lower days, like realizing like those kind of can be shifted too. You don't have to always, yeah, you don't have to always do 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 you can just be I've said that before like my friend actually told me this who will be on the podcast soon one day um but she told me this which I've mentioned before and she was talking about what her therapist told her which was basically like you need to um spend more time being and less time doing and we related on that point so much because we're both people which we'll talk more about but we're both overachievers um and so we would just find value and validation and worth in how, what we could do and how much we could do versus, yeah, we would find value and worth in what we could do and how much we could do. And so that kind of relates to the whole point of the moment that I felt like I was kind of like slow and I wasn't being as overachieving as I know I can be. I felt like I lost value, which then leaned into that idea of like, I'm not worthy enough for this job or like this job is going to get taken from me or whatever. Like all those crazy thoughts that start to pop up as soon as you start to think like, I don't have value or I don't have worth. Um, So yeah, your work is like my value, my worth is, oh, this is what I realized too, is my value, my worth is not tied to what I can do or the work I can do or anything like that. It's tied to who I am and who I am in the spaces that God brings me to and the gift that I am to this world 
and not actually what I could produce like in my hands or on paper or whatever. Like that is, that is nothing like that has nothing to do with my value. Like it's great. And it's like gifts and stuff that God gives us, but it's not who we are, you know? So yeah. And then there are many other things that I've learned that I want to talk about on other episodes. Also, like when I have people on, like I'm I'm cautious to not say too much on this episode because I want to bring up other things with other people. But um, there are a lot of things that I've learned in therapy that uh, I think makes therapy so valuable. And I've become like the biggest advocate for it now just because it's so it's it's so crucial when you know that you're struggling Um, and struggling could be like those thoughts of unproductivity. Struggling could be like I'm like in the cycle of like different relation, like relationships that all look the same. And I think I have a problem or whatever. Like it can look in so many ways. And it's, I think it's just great for self-growth. Like it's good to know how you operate, how you think, how you move, why you do those things um, and how like your past or your the way you grew up might have affected that. Um, so, yeah, like a couple of random things that I'll say is like it like. Oh, I learned to like also write down my accomplishments so that on days where I feel low or I feel down, like I can go back to those accomplishments and be like, oh, but I did do things and I have done things and I'm not like, yeah, I'm not like nothing because I didn't do anything today. Like I've done so much, you know? And so writing down even like the little wins so that you can go back to them and just remember them. So I'll also share like just a couple of random things that I learned from therapy because I once, I'm gonna pull out my phone. (laughs) Because I once did a TikTok once. I did this TikTok not that long ago, I guess, um, where I just like kind of wrote like random things on a screen that I learned from therapy. And so I want to read some of them. And so one of them was the one I just mentioned, which was write down your accomplishments and then go back to them in moments where you need them. Like when you're feeling down, when you're feeling like I've never done it, like I I don't do anything, like I'm worthless, all those things, because those thoughts do creep up. Um, But another thing I wrote was, Nothing can come in my mind without my permission. And so like if thoughts are coming in my mind and they don't represent who God says I am or they don't represent who I know I am or they're not like loving thoughts, they don't have the right to come in my mind without my permission. With that said, though, there's so many times where we can give them permission to come in our minds. But like it kind of like when you say it like that and you visualize it, it gives you like this view of like authority. Like you have authority over your mind, you know, and you have authority over what comes in your mind and the, and the thoughts that can come penetrate your mind. And so, and so, yeah, when I view it like that, it's like, oh, like, let me stand up to that thought and be like, no, like you don't have the right to tell me that I'm not enough because I know I am. So that was another thing I wrote on there. Oh, this kind of goes back to like the validation thing which is say no to the thoughts that seek validation and that is a way to actually that's another way to like help with validating poor self-esteem is saying no to the thoughts that try to seek validation and so it's like I mean this is like kind of like an obvious one but I'll say if like a thought pops up in your head and it's like oh I want to post this picture because I need someone to like respond to my story or I need someone to view my story um, or like send me hard eyes or whatever. Like that's a thought that seeks validation. And so it's like saying no to that and be like, no, I don't need that. You know, Um, if you post something that, you know, um, someone that you want to like 
validate you or whatever is going to respond to, even if it's like a certain type of dog that you know both of, that they love and you know they love. And so it's like, if I post this, they're probably going to respond or whatever. Like that's a thought that seeks validation. And so it's like saying no to doing stuff like that so that you're like becoming stronger in the in the area of like confidence and not needing someone else to validate you. And so it's like, I've done that before where I've like posted something random. It wasn't like, it didn't even have to be me. Like it was something random that I knew like the other person would probably respond to. Um, and just to get like that validation. But then there's moments where I've wanted to do that. And I said no to it. And I was like, I'm just not going to do it. Or I'd done it and like deleted it right away. And after that, I felt like I got stronger and like just being okay with not getting like someone else's like approval or validation or like um, needing someone else's love, you know, or like attention essentially. Okay. And then let's see if there's any others. Oh, this is a really good one. And I'll end on this one because this is great. Find joy in the ordinary. Finding joy in the ordinary. Like you don't always have to have something really big going on in your life to have joy, right? Or to feel like happy or whatever. And I think for a while I was like that, where I was like, I, that kind of goes back to the extremes. Like I was either like, there was so, so much going on in my life where it was like, I was super happy and excited, blah, blah, blah. And then there was moments where I was just like low, da, 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 and feel like feeling blah. But it's like finding joy in even those blah moments, the, the ordinary, you know, like going of the motions of life or having just like a chill day by yourself or like not having to be with friends or people or being single, like finding joy in the ordinary. Um, to help you like live like a more balanced life. So that is a wrap on this casual couch conversation. Um, <laughs> thanks for joining me in my apartment. Um, yeah, so I hope this helped you in any way, shape or form. Um, and they're just like reminders that you're like not alone, that other people are going through the same things that you're going through and you don't have to deal with things alone because you know, we're all going through it. And so I, I hope it also inspires you to like speak out about like what you're going through. Um, even if it's just like with your friends or anything, like speaking out and being and communicating your feelings and your thoughts can help you so much more than you actually think. Because what the enemy wants to do is keep you in your mind, keep you isolated, keeping you believing that you're the only one going through something. And so if he can do that, then he can kind of like destroy your mind and like make you believe all sorts of lies about yourself, about what people think about you, about um, what your purpose is, just about your life. But the moment you speak out and you talk to someone about it, that's the moment where he loses his power because now there's someone there to tell you like, oh, you're, you're talking crazy or that's not true or there's more to you than that. And so yeah, I hope this inspires you to speak out and talk about anything that you're going through um, or anything that you're thinking or anything that's holding you down. And I'll end this episode the way I end every episode with three key callouts. So the first one is find joy in the ordinary. Find joy in the ordinary. Um, the second one is you don't need anyone to tell you you're good enough for you to be good enough. And the third one is stay prayed up. Bye.